1: What is up gamers? It is kind of funny games daily for Thursday, December the 2nd, 2021 and I am Tamar Hussein. Joining me as always is my brother from another mother. It's Tim Geddes. Hey, you doing, Tim?
0: Dude, I'm doing great, man. I love that little Christmas theme. I'm not a holiday guy, but I mm-hmm. will say that I'm a big fan of jingle variations. So shout out to that intro. I do I do love a
1: jingle. I do love a jingle. The thing I like about Christmas is obviously as someone who doesn't celebrate it but still likes it, like, I prefer the the short sweet jingles to the we've unthought mariah and she's back doing that same song i was just like oh god please I mean,
0: don't have any mariah slander here though Tam. yeah okay. I, I, I do love mariah Mariah's mariah
1: incredible she's the queen like i, the, I don't know her like this <laughs> her as one of the all-time greats so uh it's just the reuse of the songs that i'm like oh okay Uh, But I I I eventually get into the swing of it where I'm like, I'm cool with this. This is fine. I like it. As always, Tim, we're going to kick off with uh, a few December the 2nd facts, um, just to keep you uh, aware and situated and grounded in history. December the 2nd is actually play basketball day. Oh, so if you can okay. get out there, shoot some hoops.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, um I'm sure. Sinks and threes. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, on December second, in 1988, Benazir Bhutto was sworn in as the prime minister, becoming the first female prime minister of Pakistan. Let's I have, have to re- represent my people. Um, in 1982, the first artificial heart transplant was done. Barney Clark became the first person to receive a permanent artificial heart. The surgery occurred at the University of Utah Medical Center and Clark lived for 112 days after the transplant.
0: That's Human wild. Technology is insane. The fact that we could do that, 112 days, shout out to that. Where are we at yeah. now, Kev Dog, Do you think we can do more than that? Thank you.
1: Back to it. Uh, sorry about that. my water. Yeah, we can go way longer. Way longer. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Okay. You love to way see longer. it. That's what I love to see. That's what I love to see. Um, notable births for December second: Britney Spears. Love to see that. you love to see another that, queen course. alongside Mariah. And mm-hmm. I, I, I did not know this: Nelly Furtado, also born on the same date as Britney. Wow. Another Nelly Furtado. Is so underrated, I think, in the pantheon of like pop singers. Nelly Furtado was incredible. I love Nelly. Like, she was I mean, amazing. She's,
0: she's definitely incredible, but I don't know that I'd say she's underrated because I, I think that she's closer to a one hit wonder than one of the. Oh, really? Like, with the, I mean, she's had a couple hits for sure, but I would even say that some of her so, biggest yeah. hits, she's sharing the spotlight with
1: Timbaland. Hmm. Interesting. You know, she's oh, I just, like a bird for sure. She is, but she's got like, uh, say it right, do it. She's got the Timberland. I, I guess you're right. The Timberland phase was was where um, where where it started. She started to get a few more hits, but then uh, I guess after that, she kind of properly yeah. pieced out.
0: And I'm only saying this in relation to Britney, where Britney is one of those people where she. Has had hits for the last twenty five years. Like every time she puts out an album, there's some banger on it. Then she has like six different eras of Britney. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Deaths from December second. Pablo Escobar. He kicked it on the December second. Also, the Marquis de Sade, um, December second. So those are a couple of noticeable deaths. (laughs) December second, not as popping as I had hoped. I thought December would be (laughs) like kicking off, but. It's not. It's pretty low key. Uh, today's stories for Kind of Funny Games Daily include a major shakeup for EA and Battlefield happening. There's some good news for folks looking for graphics cards, and Titanfall sales are being suspended. And there's more as well, of course, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday at 10 a.m., live right here on twitch.tv forward slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Currently, we are doing it in my echoey closet uh converted um office space but trust me i'm working on it slowly but surely we're we'll getting there um if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong which never happens by going to kindoffunny.com forward slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com forward slash kindoffunnygames roosterteeth.com or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of Funny Games daily Remember, you can use the Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases. So if you're playing Rocket League or Fortnite, help support the channel by using the Creator Code Kind of Funny. And, of course, to be part of the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Games, where bronze members are above get to write in and silver members are above get the show ad-free along with the exclusive daily post-show. Housekeeping, I mean, goddamn one time let it be a bad game of sweep in um there is a new kind of funny games cast up right now and it's got blessing on it it's got Tim on it and it's got special guest sancho west it's a uh, blessing has got a review for solar ash and then the crew spends some time talking about halo esports and then naturally there is a tangent about last of us factions it's a pretty great episode and you can head over to youtube.com forward slash kind of funny games and podcast services to check that out mm-hmm. Thank you to our Patreon producers, which are Pranksy and Blackjack. And today we are brought to you by Purple Mattress, DraftKings and Liquid IV. But we'll tell you more about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and will forever be the Roper Report. It is time for some news. We have uh, five, four stories today. A baker's dozen. It's four and a half. It's like Mm. four and a half, because the final story is just kind of like a PSA about something. Um, So uh, that's why I'm treating it as four and a half. Thank you for that, Kevin. I appreciate it. First story comes from the number one video game website on the whole of the internet. It is gamespot.com. This comes from Eddie McCooch, but there were a number of people working on this. Um... And that is battlefield franchise undergoes major shakeup so this is a massive story um we've been putting this together for a little while now and uh, i'm not going to read the entire thing but if you want to read the full full thing go to gamespot.com it's right there um but here we go Electronic Arts is making major changes to its development structure as it focuses on growing and expanding the Battlefield series following what has been a challenging launch for Battlefield 2042. The feature set military shooter launched in November and was swiftly criticized for a lack of features found in previous games and for its many bugs, some of which included the infamous, infamous unable to load persistent data bug, which prevented users from playing entirely. Perhaps the biggest change being announced today is that EA is formally announcing the creation of a battlefield universe that will seemingly span multiple games and other offerings which will be developed by different studios across north across north america and europe additionally dice gm oscar gabrielson is leaving the company to pursue a new endeavor outside of ea the shakeup also includes respawns vince zampella taking on a bigger role as the new overall boss of the battlefield franchise while Halo designer Marcus Lito is building a new development team in Seattle focused on injecting more storytelling into the Battlefield universe. Ripple Effect, this developer of Battlefield 2042's Portal Mode, is developing a new Battlefield experience in the Battlefield 2042 universe. Um, In the immediate future, EA told GameSpot that DICE, Ripple Effect, and Lito's new Seattle studio will work together to expand upon and improve Battlefield 2042. The other Battlefield games and experiences in the works are meant to serve as extensions to a degree of the Battlefield universe that EA is trying to create. There are no specifics available about the new games and experiences that EA intends to create or when they will release as of yet. Uh, As we mentioned previously, Gabrielson, which is currently DICE's DGM, is leaving at the end of the year, and in the statement he said... He said the usual stuff, which was like, love, love dice. Awesome stuff. See you later, everyone. Um, so basically, the long and story, long and short story of it is uh, major things happening for Battlefield. The interesting thing for me as someone who was working on this in the background um, was I was trying to figure out whether this is a thing that has been planned for a really long time, which it does seem to be the case as well. Was this also a thing that was like, uh oh battlefield's in a weird spot and we need to kind of show people there is a light at the end of the tunnel it feels like a bit of both but it is an interesting new uh kind of approach for them what do you make of it tim
0: you know it's interesting because i i kind of see both sides where battlefield is huge right it is such a a immense ip and it's something that that ea has kind of used to battle call of duty one Mm -hmm. of the biggest in the biggest players in the game for a decade now and uh you know, Battlefield, I feel, hasn't had that kind of annual success that Call of Duty has had, but it has had a fan base, and, and especially when it comes to, like, the core titles, um, and even some of the spinoff off things, right, of mm-hmm. uh, the in the Battlefield universe, where this news should be purely exciting. This should be just good stuff, because getting a Battlefield universe means there's probably going to be more games, like the old ones you loved, all the, the different uh, varied uh, types of Battlefield games we used to get, but it's hard to be excited when it's all based on 2042 which isn't currently working great and is definitely not in getting that positive kind of momentum that you would need to launch a universe shared or otherwise of video games this reminds me a little bit more of dc trying to jump to justice league as opposed to marvel building up to avengers right or like even even less than that like looking at other movie universes that never happened like the 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 monster universe right yeah. where it's like okay y- y'all can say all this stuff but what's it actually gonna mean and it really doesn't mean anything until you have a foundation to build off of that that people are stoked about and that is solid and battlefield 2042 i don't think is the worst foundation to be growing off of but it's mm. definitely not iron man one you know what i mean yeah. it's like, and, and in, the, in the same way that like man of steel wasn't the worst thing but it would have been a lot better. We would have been a little bit more excited had it been this like special moment that people are like, you know what? I want more of this and I want this, but different. And I want to see what EA can do. The thing that I'm very interested about is talking about response, Vincent Pella taking on a bigger role as the overall boss of the battlefield franchise. Um, That I know that there's been a lot of moving around and shifting in terms of leadership uh, over at EA and over the different studios, but It personally, to me, for my taste in games and for what we've seen output wise from these developers, I want Respawn to be left alone as much as possible because Mm. they got the stuff, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they definitely do. I think it's what you said is 100% on the money. Like, and and I think that's interesting. That um, The way I see it is um, based on what I gleaned from discussions with them, they are very, very early in all of this um so we've been talking with them a lot to try and figure out what the deal is and try and figure out why they're doing this when they started doing it and they were very upfront about the fact that a lot of the extra stuff that they're talking about right now is in very 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 early stages like super super early so the timeline uh or like the the path the road map to get to uh you know the first. Let's say the Iron Man uh, or the follow-up, whatever the Iron Man uh, moment would be, is still far off. So they do, they could have that uh, runway to make something could happen, and um, I think in the meantime, the thing that they want to try, they seem to be impressing upon us in discussions and in the, the interviews that we we uh, did, um, the statements that we got was the fact that the they know that battlefield 2042 isn't hitting as the way that they should they're also aware of the fact that that is the game that they're trying to use as iron man one and it's not in the position to serve as that yet so their focus they say is on getting that to a better place um, at the same time as starting to, you know, get going with all these other projects on the side. So I'm I'm completely with you where I, I have got a lot of skepticism about this stuff, especially when people come in and they're trying to talk about all these. It's hard to look at, look, read the ambition that they're talking about, and then look at the product that they have, yeah. which all, all of that is built on, and go, mm. like you said, Iron Man One was a banger. Like, and when when Nick Fury shows up your brain automatically starts putting the pieces together and you're like it makes perfect sense this is all done so well but when you do that for something like this i know this is a bit of a leap but like your brain looks at the game or the 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 kind of like the the um the pillar that's trying to hold up the rest of this universe in the same way that dc did and you're like I don't. I don't. I don't think if you got the facilities for that, big man. Yeah. Like it's yeah. yeah so know, and,
0: and you know us doing our Spider Man rewatch. Actually, this reminds me a lot of like Amazing Spider Man two, where it's like yeah. it, that. Like that movie was not well received by the general public, and the things that it was setting up with its like not post credit scene, but like end scene, where it's like, what are you doing, guys? Like cool, we're, you're gonna spread this into an Aunt May spin-off and this spin-off and that spin-off. <laughs> it's like that's kind of what this feels like, where this. I think would have been a lot more exciting what after, around Battlefield 4 or something yeah, like that yeah. like many years ago where it's like oh shit they're they're going to like really kind of do something cool with the with the battlefield franchise and that's exciting because you're like oh it's built off something that was a little bit more universally praised
1: yeah and having said that like this is something that we didn't cover because i didn't want to overexpose the the battlefield stuff but they did um detail and and talk about the next big patch which is i believe available even now or very big soon It seems like they are committed to getting the 2042 to a much better place. Um, Our review of it was um, kind of, I think we gave it a seven or eight and we said it's it's good, but it's got a lot of issues, Um, but it feels like they are focused currently on writing that ship, and then they'll build on top of it. And if that is the case and they manage to do that, maybe we'll get something interesting out of it. I think the one thing that is clear is Battlefield has no identity. And this feels like an attempt to give it something. And the the takes that I've seen are like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, you know, stories set in this universe where I could not name a single character. And I'm like, I 100% agree. I could not tell you anything about anything that happens in Battlefield. But also, if I guess from their perspective, they're looking at, 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 at it as like, we've got a blank canvas here and we can paint anything we want on it. And that's where that Marcus Leo st- uh, studio comes in and is like, we can make anything we want. We can put the characters and stories in here and maybe build something, which is uh, interesting um, and exciting as a prospect. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: totally. You know, and, and again, Respawn have proven that they can do that with things like Apex Legends and Jedi Fallen Order, where they, they know character. They know how to b- build stories about yeah. people that we care about. So I don't know. It's just, it's going to be an uphill battle for sure. Um, for sure.
1: The one thing is like Vince Zampella has gone from respawn dude to put in a few bangers and now is like just lord and master of ea it seems like Like there's so much on him and that's one of my main concerns is like totally it seems like respawn is being left to do their thing because they seem to be the golden child at ea right now um it used to be dice but now it looks like it is uh respawn because they you know they put out ape they killing it with apex jedi has done great um and i imagine they're going to carry on just leaving leaving them to do their thing Um, But Vince uh, just being spread super thin, it seems, which is uh, wild. But we'll see how that goes. Speaking of EA and Respawn, the next story comes from the second best video game website on the Internet. It is Gamespot.com. And it is written by Cameron Koch, who writes, The original Titanfall is no longer available for sale, but the universe will continue. Um, Titanfall is no longer available for sale. The game has, This is the original Titanfall. The game has been removed from storefront starting today and will be removed from subscription services on March 1st, 2022. The, the developer Respawn announced the news via Twitter, while the Xbox One launch title will no longer be available for purchase, servers for the original Titanfall will remain online so that players who already own the game can continue playing. Um, Kevin, there is a tweet. If you want to bring that up on screen, um, there's a statement there as well uh the game currently playable via ea play ea subscription service which is also included as part of xbox game pass um, so yeah, they put out a, a statement basically saying, yo, we, we got to stop with this now. Um, and uh, the interesting thing is uh, the final paragraph, which is rest assured, Titanfall is core to Respawn's DNA and this incredible universe will continue. Today in Titanfall 2 and Apex Legend and in the future, the franchise is a North Star for the caliber of experience. We want to continue to create a Respawn. Thank you from the entire Respawn team. So this is uh, ex- not exciting, but it, it, here's the thing. They, <laughs> keep saying, they keep saying the words Titanfall and giving us nothing. And it pisses me off.
0: It's, it that's makes me very so good mad. It's funny because you're right. Like in the last <laughs> year, it just keeps coming up in different yeah, ways. And like, they this do this. Bittersweet news, right? Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. The first one's gone, but it will continue.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I hate it. I hate it when developers do this because the other company that does this is Ubisoft with Splinter Cell. They give Splinter Cell is important to us. sam Fisher is important, and no, it isn't. It, you you chatting shit. Don't lie to me. Do not speak to me. Don't look me in the eyes and say Sam Fisher is important to you and then do nothing or put him in Ghost Recon. <laughs> <Everything else. laughs> yeah, Put him in Ghost Recon or put him in uh, Rainbow Six Vegas and make him barely Sam Fisher. Stop. Take Sam Fisher's name out of your mouth. Same way, Respawn. If you're going to keep saying Titanfall is important to us, give us something. Give us anything. Give us anything. And this is like, the way they're saying it here is like, oh, this is cool. No, Timefall is important to us. It's the North Star. Basically, me that means they've got a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio up on their wall, and they're saying, we want to look like him one day. And that, that's not good enough. Some of us can't look like Leo. We need Timefall now. I've lost the plot. I don't know like what them I'm them talking ones. about anymore. But Someone, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's so Uh funny. I mean, okay. the news here itself, though, of Titanfall uh, 1 not being available for sale, I I don't think is that shocking. I think that this is going to be a trend that starts to happen a lot more uh, in this era of video games, especially for games that are online, multiplayer only. They're saying they're going to keep the servers going and all that. Mm -hmm. But it's just not really a surprise, especially when Titanfall 2 is out. And that that will still be available. Um, So I'm not surprised by this. It is sad for the... Concept of video game preservation and all that. And it's crazy to think that like Titanfall yeah. was the first true next gen experience that generation. And for it to now be delisted, it's like, wow, that wasn't that long ago.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um, but I, I do hope that um that they make good on this and and give us some more Titanfall stuff. Like I love the stuff that they, they put in Apex, but like I like Apex a lot, but Apex and Time 4 are still very, very different in my mind. There's, there's, they're two distinct experiences. They're two distinct worlds um, in terms of the opportunities they provide and the experiences they give people. So I hope that, that they do return to Time 4. And I just want to clarify I personally did not have a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio on my wall. And um, there's, I, that's not to say I didn't pick, put a picture of a person on my wall, but there's only one person that goes on my wall, and that is. There we go, Simon Phoenix, baby. There he is,
0: man. Woo! That's what I'm saying. When when I'm, in when when I'm in the, the multiverses. Wait, I'm in the multiverses.
1: There's only space for Simon Phoenix on my walls. Thank you. Third story comes from the third best video game website on the internet. It is. Mm GameSpot.com, Haley Williams writes, uh, NVIDIA is releasing a new 12 gigabyte RTX 2060 to address shortages. This is good news for people who have been desperately trying to put together a new PC or need an upgrade to their graphics card. Earlier this year, NVIDIA promised to release new stock of older GPUs, with the current generation of cards still plagued by supply shortages. It's coming through on that promise now, The Verge reports, releasing new RTX 2060s with 12 gigabyte of video RAM, double what the 2060 originally released in 2019. The re-release is intended to give more decently priced options for gamers who may be struggling to find affordable cards, even on the secondary, secondary market or the secondhand market. It's likely the RTX 2060 was originally chosen to be re-released as it doesn't contain the same components rumored to be causing manufacturing bottlenecks for newer hardware. NVIDIA has said that the new 2060 cards should be available starting December 7th, though no indication on pricing has been given thus far. In a statement, the company indicated that the new cards would be most likely to cost uh, cost more than the RTX 2060's original release price of 349. It's a premium version of the RTX 2060 six gb and we expect it, the price to reflect that, the spokesperson said. The specs for the new Founders Edition RTX 2060 can be found uh, online, as well as boosted video RAM. The card looks to have a, f- a few other slight improvements on the 2019 version, including a higher base clock speed and increased CUDA cores. Cuddly calls is what I like to call them. Um, this is good uh, for a lot of people, as I said, those cards are so, so difficult to find. Um, any of the, any graphics cards basically with any of those newer components are real rough to get. So I know personally, a bunch of people that I've just been sitting around um, on, on their kind of PC upgrades, waiting for cards to come back into stock. So this is a good move. Uh, it's also a very shrewd move where they went back into time and back into their bag and were like, how do we make money get more cards out there while surmounting this problem, and it is a new card um obviously there are going to be people who are way more learned about um graphics and hardware uh technology that will probably give you a better um take on whether this is worth your money um like we said, it is an older card, and there are new newer ones available that might be put you better off going for, but if you're desperate, at least there's an option now
0: yeah, at least there's an option and you know the price is is Not horrible, but it's also not like great. So, in my opinion, if you could wait and if you are interested in like the 30 series cards, just Mm. hold off. Just wait. You've made it this long. Like you'll you'll get there eventually. But this makes a lot of sense to me in the same way the the next gen consoles with the PS5 and Series X, they're so hard to get. And it's a little different with Xbox because of the backwards compatibility with everything, um, or smart delivery, or however you would want to talk about it. But with the PlayStation, we're not gonna see too many like next pure next gen games because Sony wants to wait until PS fives are in the hands of everybody that wants one. Right. Cause that just yeah. makes sense. Like that's just how the numbers work. Um, and it's kind of the same thing here where NVIDIA very much are trying to push people to get these RTX cards, the, the RTX series over the GTX series, because they're trying to get everyone familiar with the DLSS stuff that we're always talking about, the ray tracing and all of that. But specifically the DLSS that opens up such a world of allowing even lesser cards like this, to perform really well. And so I think that this is just them mm. trying to be like, yo, it is important to get as many people on these cards as possible to like get that education process going so that we we can like better the experience of all the different tech uh, going yeah. forward for the higher cards whenever, whenever hopefully they become more readily available it just Mm -hmm. sucks man i wish that obviously i wish so much shit in the world didn't happen the way it did uh but when it comes to this stuff it's just such a bummer like i we've seen such a rise in technology that like i wish that the supply could keep up with that so we can just keep moving forward because i love this shit and it's so cool and it's crazy i'll never forget seeing that video of minecraft with ray tracing 4k for the first time and i'm like excuse me like this is (laughs) such a radical leap in what is possible where it's like you're telling me (laughs) just adding some rays and tracing some things can make a blocky game look like that like it is (laughs) such a fucking insane technology and then adding it with the dlss stuff like it is mind-blowing so yeah i don't know it's just it's a bummer that this is where we're at
1: yeah it is and i don't know like we had that story yesterday on kfd where you know there's perhaps some laws coming into effect that will stop scalping happening so maybe that will help things along the way and with any luck like oh god it's the bitcoin miners being a problem as well hopefully we'll calm down and maybe we'll get to a place where it won't be such an issue who knows um we've got a couple more stories we've got that one and a half story left but before we get into that um we're going to take a quick moment to hear a word from our sponsors This episode is brought to you by Liquid
0: IV. Did you know that colder weather makes it easier? to miss the classic signs of dehydration like overheating and perspiration. That's why, even though it's colder out, it's more important than ever to keep your body properly hydrated. Luckily, liquid IV makes hydration easier than ever. I love liquid IV. Uh, There's been a ton of mornings where I'm waking up not feeling that great. Then, boom, you pour some of this in the water, next thing you know, you're hydrated. Uh, Liquid IV is not an actual IV drip, but it does hydrate you faster and more efficiently than plain old water. That's because liquid IV uses is cellular transport technology, which is a very fancy way of saying it contains the perfect balance of vitamins to help you hydrate quicker. Grab your favorite Liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code KFGD at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code KFGD at liquidiv.com. Next up, shout out to Purple. There's no gift better than the gift of a great night's sleep. Give yourself the gift of the best of the best a purple mattress. I have so many glowing things to say about purple. You guys have heard it for years. The pillow changed my life because guess what? There is no hot side. You never need to flip it to the cold side because they're both cold sides. It's fantastic. Purple mattresses are the best because they're the only ones around with the gel flex grid. That's what makes all that flipping possible. It's a super stretchy, ultra squishy material that adapts and flexes around pressure points, supports and cushions you in all the right places and doesn't retain heat. Oh, and I love that. Getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. Get a a purple mattress go to purple.com games 10 and use code games 10 for a limited time you can get 10 off any order of 200 or more that's purple.com games 10 code games 10 for 10 off any order of 200 or more purple.com games 10 promo code games 10 terms apply and finally, shout out to DraftKings. NFL fans, the fantasy football season doesn't just start in September. Every week is a new shot to win big cash prizes at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. And this week, new customers can play free for millions with their first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines. Get in the game. Playing daily fantasy football is simple. Just pick your lineup of NFL stars while staying under the salary cap and score enough points to bring home cash. And with a free shot at Millions of dollars in total prizes. You'll feel the NFL action like never before. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code Kinda Funny to play free for millions. That's right. Enter promo code Kinda Funny to get a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit. Do not miss out. Download DraftKings and play with the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. There's a minimum five dollar deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details
1: for the fourth story of today's kind of funny games daily we're going to go to the fourth best video game website on the internet it is wouldn't you know it gamespot.com coming from darren bontius uh who writes the canceled need for speed tv show deals have been revealed i thought this was a fun one to kick in um uh, Need for Speed may have made a mild cinematic debut back in 2014. Mild is overstating it, but, uh, but it almost made its way to television <laughs> screens in the mid-2000s, according to former producer Craig Lieberman. On his YouTube channel, Lieberman detailed how after he was employed as a consultant on Need for Speed Underground at EA, he pitched a reality TV series to the really? company based on the popular racing game franchise. Lieberman's idea was to pit several teams against one another in challenges that were inspired by the games, with each squad of contestants being responsible for assembling their own vehicles that would be used in these events. According to Lieberman, one idea was for teams to compete in timed lap challenges and then move on to a segment where a panel of judges would vote on their cars and performance to tie into the release of Need for Speed Underground, members from each team will go head-to-head in-game races, in in in-game races. So what stopped Need for Speed from making it to the television sets? two primary problems were the budget which Lieberman estimated to be at over 6 million and there being just too many TV shows about cars on the market already the this, is exhibits was, world, yeah, okay. yeah, this is Exhibits World and we just uh, occasionally lived in it uh, the project was eventually scrapped with Need for Speed eventually ending up on the silver screen in a cinematic effort that starred Breaking Bad's Aaron Paul yeah, as for cool. the game franchise the last main game in the series was 20 2019's need for speed heat while a remaster of need for speed hot pursuit was released in 2020 burnout developer criterion games took a break from developing need for speed this year so that it could help dice on battlefield 2042 postponing the next racing game in the into the in the series to 2022 i thought this was fun i kind of like the sound of it and i feel like it could happen again like this is something that they should do right
0: Well, they they don't do this, but there is a, a show that's very similar to this on Netflix right now. Um, the there was a season one a couple of months ago that was essentially the same thing just minus them playing Need for speed underground at the end which I love but there is nothing more early 2000s than this like this is I I can't believe this didn't happen because this totally just seems like some shit that I would absolutely watch at the time but I remember on MTV every once in a while I'd just be like and now there's a bunch of people playing Madden it's like okay I guess we're just watching this on TV now but yeah (laughs) it was a beautiful moment in time need for speed underground I would love to. underground brought back in any way uh, even if it was remastered but can you imagine underground with ray tracing because Jesus Christ man I love the underglow of uh, the neon in these things, yes. cars underground was a special moment with the soundtrack with the look of it there was a sense of speed in that game like the
1: graphics of that game were insane for a ps2 when Lil john and the east side boys get oh! low kicks in and you're like you're looking at your car. i do not care about cars but when that happened to me i was like okay i'm in i'm in 100 i played so much need for speed underground tim i've got a proposition for you Okay, let's go. Here's an idea that I just had in my head. The next Fast and Furious movie. Okay, we Mm -hmm. got Dom Mm -hmm. going into a new a new like bringing in a new member of the family goes into some sort of like customization garage, some sort of chop shop. And it shows uh, here just over his shoulder, like uh, he's talking to someone who's like, I need you on my team. In the distance, you can see someone also wearing a white vest. Then the person turns exhibit. Holy
0: shit, dude. Yo, we need to pimp our
1: rides. I know just a guy. I know just a guy. He's like, yo, dog, I heard you need to pimp your ride. And oh, that would be the one like exhibit in the Fast and Furious universe? Incredible scenes. That is such a
0: good idea. I can't believe (laughs) I've never heard that even thought. Like that, that's too good of an idea to put out
1: there. uh if vin if you need it pay me (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah but i would love to see um something like this happen like there's no good video game tv shows which is is wild to me like they keep trying to make it but it just never seems i mean i having said that i now remember arcane is there but like um I guess so. They, they, we're slowly getting to a place. We've got the Halo TV show and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and um, But well, let's see. Um, I, I would love to see something Last like this come back. Yeah, Last but of Us. But this is
0: different, though. This yeah, is yeah, this more is of, kind like of like a, a I'm live e-sports. action. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, there's like animated stuff like Castlevania and that kind of business. But yeah, I would love to see this stuff. Our final story from for today uh, comes from Reddit. It's just a Reddit post. Um, and that is... I I wanted to bring this up one because uh, I know this is something close to a lot of our hearts. Um, The Matrix Awakens, an Unreal Engine 5 experience, has appeared on the PSN backend. And there's nothing more to the story beyond that. Someone posted it on on, uh, Reddit and it has been floating around on Twitter. But there is an image and it's just there. It exists, which leads uh, uh, speculation has led to the fact that something is coming. To uh, video game consoles, maybe at the very least the PlayStation Five, that is Matrix related, and it just got me excited about Matrix games again. Because I mean, <laughs> yo, that's exciting for sure. But I think the more exciting part is Unreal Engine Five. Five, yeah. Um, we've seen a lot of epic talking a big game like epic has been very very um open about the stuff they're doing with unreal engine they've made acquisitions to make it easier um and uh, for people to develop on it and they specifically target movies um as as a place for unreal engine to work and for their various texts to tech uh, to be utilized and they i, I did a, a an interview with kim library like i think it was last year or the i don't know what time it is and we talked about how epic is like Um, working with movie studios to help them produce movies. And a lot of the cooler CGI stuff that is happening is going through Epic, which is wild. Um, So if this thing materializes, I cannot wait to see what it's going to be. Because if we've got some sort of control over, uh, over, I don't know, like Neo or Trinity or bring back ghost and nairobi or whatever <laughs> like, they, they do it um uh, obviously like i'm you, you guys are all uh, if you don't already know like uh, in review is matrix paris is on it uh, tim's on it um and uh, a bunch of other folks are on it as well uh nick and i've been um so i started listening to it and i got like Up to a certain point in the podcast, and I was like, I want to watch them. I want to go watch the movie. I got to watch the movie. So I sat down yesterday night and started watching it while I was making the run shoot for Kind of Fun Games Daily. And uh, now I'm back in. And like, I was already excited for Matrix, but after watching a bit of the movie and realizing how good that first film is, I am like just bursting at the seams to play this or and like see what this is. Damn, Matrix is back. It Um, is, man. Uh, but you before know,
0: before we move on too much, there's one new story I just want to bring up real quick mm-hmm. that I saw. Uh, this comes from Tom Warren over at The Verge. 20% of Xbox cloud gaming players only use touch controls. Over the past year, Microsoft has been steadily adding custom Xbox touch controls to more than 100 games that can be streamed to Android and iOS phones using its Xbox Cloud Gaming service. While these controls may seem gimmicky to some, Microsoft's revealing that 20% of players use the controls exclusively. Uh, Quote, 20% of our Xbox Cloud Gaming users use touch controls as their exclusive method of playing games. Uh, As such, it's important to us that the touch enabled games we launch are relevant and most importantly play well with the touch controls. It's a surprising stat and there are even individual games where 30 percent of players use touch controls exclusively including hades new super lucky's tale yakuza like a dragon scarlet nexus dragons quest 11 uh minecraft dungeons and football manager 2022 pretty interesting right like huh. uh, this is thing where it's it is a surprisingly high number i would say i do think that it's important to to note that like yeah it's a little obvious because that that's just like the easiest way to be able to play so i imagine a lot of people are like Eh, I'll give it a shot here as opposed to like connecting a controller or whatever. But um, the fact that they care this much and are like, yo, we got to make sure that the touch controls work well with each game we're putting on there. Like th- that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I think, I think the interesting thing is for me, I've always wanted to use touch controls. I think, Touch controls have been in this awkward space where people tried at the start and no one could really crack it. And then everyone just kind of gave up and was like, let's swiftly move on to clamping uh, plastic sheet to your mobile devices so that we can create the classical experience. What I like about this is, it's kind of inviting developers to reassess uh, touch controls and try and figure out new ways of doing it or at least implementing existing ways in a little more um, uh, a, a little better way so hopefully touch controls continue to improve a lot of the games like I, I tried it um yakuza like a dragon with it and um because of the game the way that game is where it's primarily turn-based and the the uh, movement around the open world stuff the the direct control stuff is um relatively simple you're just kind of running around and that i had a great time with it like I I, I I it worked perfectly fine for me and i was like if this was a kind of um my only option i would not be worried about it i, I would be perfectly fine with it i ended up getting a backbone um and also uh the xbox control works really well with with um, um, the app uh, so I, I can easily go to that but um touch control is definitely a viable option I'm, and I'm glad to see that um it's 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 like being adopted and they're thinking about it a little more and investing in it
0: yeah totally and the last thing I want to say here's another quote saying we've seen on average a two times increase in usage for titles available via Xbox cloud gaming across genres that implement touch controls Uh, a lot of Xbox cloud gaming titles now have some impressive touch controls with custom styling and iconography that helps players who are purely using a touch screen Um, and then there's some images of it on a a Microsoft Surface Duo but it's literally just like the same color coding and the same buttons as uh, Xbox controller um, and the analog sticks and D-pads and everything look exactly the same as they do on Xbox. And I think mm. that even simple thing goes a long way in making it feel more legit and not just kind of like that problem that I think a lot of mobile games have, where when you take a console experience and put it on a mobile game where it just kind of feels like there's an overlay above the game and you kind of feel separated from it. And it's like not exactly clear what you're actually doing. And it's like, okay, this side of the screen is uh d padded, this side of the screen is buttons. Seeing the actual button prompts is really, really helpful.
1: Yeah yeah i i agree i'm i'm taking to playing more games on my mobile phone more like traditional games on my mobile phone um uh these days so the the improvements around touch controls it will only be a benefit but having said that i think it's going to be quite some time before like the adoption rate on on um touch controls is is high enough that it kind of mirrors um uh traditional control schemes it's going to be quite some time um tim Mm -hmm. If I went to know what was coming to Mom and Grub Shops today, where would I look?
0: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday.
1: Mecha Jammer for PC and Mac. Asterix and Obelix, slap them all for PC, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Justice Chronicles, which I almost read as Jesus Chronicles, which would have been appropriate for December. Uh, Justice Chronicles is coming to Xbox Series X and S. Xbox One, PC. Warhammer 40,000 Battle Sector for PS4 and Xbox One. Solar Ash, the new game from Heart Machine, is out today on PS5, PS4, and PC. Century Age of Ashes for PC. Walking Zombie 2 for Xbox One. Dairoku Agents of Sakura Sakurtani for Switch. I ain't got one clue what that is. Um, the kids, we were. Complete Edition coming to Switch. Dairoku. There's two games with Dairoku in it. Dairoku. <laughs> Ayakashimori is coming to Switch. My universe interior designer is coming to PC. The plane effect for PC and Xbox One. Archvale for Switch. Jigsaw fun, wonderful nature for Switch. <laughs> Pretty girls mahjong solitaire blue for Switch. Now you now we're talking. Pretty girls <laughs> playing mahjong solitaire, let's go. Monobot, all caps for Switch. Football battle, is that football or is that soccer? Who knows? For Switch Ghost Sync for Switch that's synchronized, not sync as in where you wash your hands. Uh, Castle on the Coast for Switch, Miracle Snapshot for Switch, World Quiz for Switch, Anvil for PC, Rubber Bandits for PC, Mirror Party for PC, and Smash Drums, a VR rhythm game. Surprise launches today for Quest. Smash Drums, dude. It- I'm looking at it right now, Kev. I'm about to send
0: you. Uh, link to bring up. This looks really cool. Like it looks a little budget and cheap, but like it looks fun as hell. It's essentially Beat Saber, but you get to play drums, <laughs> and the drums look to be set up in the correct spots of where they would be in real life. And it's like Guitar Hero or or Beat Saber, or whatever, where it's coming at you, but they're they're in the right spot with the VR. That's pretty damn cool.
1: Yeah, this this looks cool. Let's get oh, a little I, bit. I, you know what I? I I need to yeah. use Look at this. I need to use my um I need to use my uh, uh what do you call it quest a bit more. I bought one and then basically never used it. I used it one time to, to set up um uh uh what do you call it? Uh uh Half-Life Alex. Uh, and then I was like, okay, I'll play this, and then I got kicked out of the country. And, <laughs> and <was> like, Okay. <laughs> and now now, now, has- now I'm back. Uh, this does, look, this does look, cool. look cool, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, good maybe. for dead. This is oh whoa.
1: Oh, oh I don't know about that. I don't know about that. If, <laughs> if you have <laughs> drums, multiple drum sets you have to like look around for, that seems stressful. That oh, my seems oh my oh, god. Oh my god, there's another one. Oh yeah, this is too much oh dude this looks fucking awesome i mean this looks fun but also like I, I looked at it and i was like yeah this looks kind of stressful but then i i, I look at people playing beat saber and i'm like oh my god how how how, how are you doing it doesn't this make, it doesn't it's make sense. ridiculous move it move doesn't make sense yeah it was too fast one could yeah it's wild um new dates um thank you for filling this out whoever did this because i'm this is the one section i'm so bad at um Against is coming to early access on PC VR December 16th. Venice, a VR MMO, is coming. Uh, what is this? Is coming to beta on December 18th for Quest, PSVR, PC, and uh, PC VR, sorry. Moss 2 has been announced for Spring 2022. Uh, Greg Miller, probably very excited about that. Um, space flight simulator touches down on steam early access january 25th atmospheric 3d adventure omno is coming to switch on december 16th tribes of midgard season 2 is coming december 14th featuring a new stagger ocean biome boats swimming and more And after almost a decade, Kingdoms of Amalur is getting an expansion on December 14th. The expansion is called Fate Sworn and offers a brand new storyline, a new environment, various new quests and missions, new Chaos Realm dungeon uh, all over Amalur, a new gameplay mechanic, new weapons and armor, new enemies and much more. That is... Yeah. while who is still doing content for kingdoms of armor i respect it yeah totally um, that game's supposed to be very good i played a little bit of it and i remember thinking this is pretty decent great loves it yeah it's decent um deals of the day uh, quick uh, overview of December 2021's PS Plus uh, games That you can get for free Godfall Challenger Edition Mortal Shell LEGO DC Super Villains, The Persistence The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Until You Fall um, Those are the uh, PS Plus games And then $5 If you go to Amazon You can get Gears Tactics And also $5 PS Plus store in the US You can get Dragon's Crown um, If you want to get The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD um, Zelda and Loftwing Amiibo It's $21 on GameStop online and then out today on game pass we've got anvil Artwell, final fantasy 13 2 lawn lawnmower simulator rubber bandits stardew valley is a banger of the game and that is now on um uh, game pass and then warhammer 40k battle sector is also out today on game pass i'm gonna have a quick look for uh the any if there's any uh reader mail we had a couple of things uh i looked this morning there was nothing there so um i didn't see anything what we got what we got what we got
0: while you're doing uh, that i'll yeah. do all of the you're wrongs you can go to kind of slash you're wrong to let us know what we screw up um let's see here uh kebab says small note jurassic world evolution 2 is also getting a free update that includes Ooh. new accessibility features and more um Uh, we're never wrong that's why yeah we're we're looking pretty good here more info about Matrix Awakens from Nanobiologist it's a tie in and maybe released at the same time as the Fortnite crossover event planned around the movie's launch
1: Uh, (laughs) Charles
0: Jacobson coming in with some Moss 2 news it's launching spring 2022 and there's a gameplay trailer out Oh, nice yeah
1: all right, so we've got a comment, uh, a, a reader mail from uh, Jordan Lee Rowan who says, What's up, Tim Town? This is not really a gaming question, but gaming is in mind when I ask Tim, mm. when will LG OLEDs be affordable? I understand with the state of the world, prices won't drop for some time, but I just can't get past that sticker price for something I'd so desperately want. I want my new baby to grow up seeing the best possible gaming experiences on that beautiful TV. Uh,
0: Obviously, this is a a tough question to answer because like what affordable means to everybody is different. Mm -hmm. But um, growing up being a tech enthusiast, as I have, I would say that TVs have always followed the same type of pattern where $3,000, you're going to be getting the absolute best consumer product available at the time. And that is not something that everybody should be doing. But if that is your passion in life, that is definitely, I would say, the goal. The moment you cross that $3,000 threshold, you are getting into the crazy tech that is awesome. But if you wait a couple of years, it'll be significantly cheaper. Having Mm -hmm. said all of that, I think that $3,000 level is only for people that are like, this is what I'm doing. I really need this. I think that because the $3,000 is the peak of consumer level, that really means that the $1,500 to $2,000 range is the sweet spot for getting something that is consistently really, really, really damn good that you're not going to regret. Anything lower than that, obviously, if that's all that you can afford, then that's fantastic too. But I do think that around that range is where you're going to want to look. You're never going to get the best of the best for under $1,000 unless you get crazy sweet deals or whatever. But like, Mm -hmm. in terms of just how much tech costs, like, I don't think that there's a Shortage, or I don't think that like the price of OLEDs is being affected, um, with the, the spl- supply and demand stuff. There is definitely a lot of supply issues uh, with these OLED screens, and I think that it'll affect the sizes of the screens more than anything. Like, I think that's the main reason we're not seeing uh, a lot of OLEDs that are on the smaller side, like the more computer monitor, like thirty. 27 inch, 32 inch, like that type of thing, um, is because the way that the OLED panels are sheeted out and they can make more money selling uh, in, in different ways as opposed to to breaking them up into the smaller bits based on pricing. Um, so yeah, long story short, I don't think that they're ever gonna get much cheaper. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe um how, in my opinion, cheap a 65 inch OLED LG OLED is these days. Like you, yeah. you can get that for twelve hundred dollars uh pretty much any day of the week nowadays yeah. like if you're if you're searching for the right deals and looking at the right places and are a little bit patient
1: i mean like right now i mean deal of the day maybe but if you go to best buy uh, the 55 inch lgc1 uh, which is a 4k oled is uh, one thousand three hundred dollars i mean um, yeah that's that's pretty decent like it's not I, I know a lot of people would want bigger but that feels very reasonable for that size and yeah, the fact that it's fun. an oled
0: I just misspoke. I meant 55, not 65. Okay, gonna be well, closer to, to that 2K yeah, range. Yeah, two, two, sure. 2K
1: range. But like that feels like a decent, decent uh price. Um yeah, I I I've been thinking about OLED recently. Um, I desperately want one, but instead I bought a couch. <laughs> You're an adult uh, in uh, the uh, worst way. Uh, hey, I, 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 I could watch, you can watch and play games on the floor, it's fine. Bro, you you don't know how long I I've done that for so far. I I got into so when I moved to America, the thing that made me there were two moments that I decided I had to be an adult and buy stuff. I'm very Spartan. If I could have nothing in my apartment, I would do that. Like that would be because I I get anxious around like clutter and mess and that kind of stuff. Um, so the first thing that made it happen was one Zachary Ryan came to came to my apartment and was Zachary like, Ryan, Zachary that. Ryan, Zach Ryan, he showed up to my apartment and we were like, uh, it was like, um, uh, just looking around and stuff. And he was like, I, show, I was in my room and he was like, bro, it looks like a serial killer lives here. And I was like, he's right. He's 100 It looks like a room Dexter would love because he could put up his like top kill someone in there and then take it down very easily and I was like damn he's he's right so I had to like buy shit the couch, the first couch I bought was purely because I was reviewing Final Fantasy VII remake and I had basically 3 days to do it or something and I was like I can't I can't play this that much of that game sitting on a fold out chair so I bought a couch cheap from Wayfair or something. So funny, the life um, of a
0: games media journalist. <laughs> yeah, and like that couch is
1: what I'm currently using, but it's so small. It's so small. Like you can fit. Like I had people come over last week to see the apartment because they were in the area, and they were like, "Bro, you can't, you can't get two people sitting on that." That's like for one and a half people. I was like, "Yeah, I know. I need to move that." <laughs> but it is what it is. Anyways. Um, what we got we don't we don't have any squad up requests uh we did you're wrong so tomorrow's hosts are gonna be janet and rebecca valentine you'd love to see it what a power duo that is um if you're watching live on twitch after this there is metal gear solid 4 with mike with barrett with i think blessing is gonna be there um and, and i don't know who else is gonna i sadly will not be there which is oh, devastating uh, to oh. me devastating I and I won't say why but people who know they Metal know Gear why. Solid 4 know why this is <gasps> and people who know know how much like Tim and I and Kevin love Metal Gear Solid um, know why this specific stream is going to be massive I'm going to be watching um I just can't participate in it which is sad oh, um, but make sure you make sure you're there i'm very very appreciative of the kind of funny crew for moving next week's one to monday so i could be part of it wait what time is that happening on monday <laughs> oh no don't don't do <laughs> yeah, I mean, normal time 11 yeah 11, 11 to two. Yeah. you know what oh god I'll figure it out. I'll <laughs> figure um, We'll move again. Uh, we'll move again. I <laughs> will uh, uh, figure it out. I'll figure it out. Uh but yeah, I appreciate that that move is happening. Um uh but yeah, I'm I'm gonna be watching, so I'll be there in spirit. Um if you want to watch that, you can obviously just stay tuned here to twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games. But if you want to catch that stream later, you can go to uh, youtube.com forward slash kind of funny plays. Um, and watch that stuff because it's going to be a banger all right remember this has been kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news that you need to know about we are going to record a patreon post show now that is for people who are subbed at silver level of patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time remember laugh and grow fat.